Which it's really dope because are you like completely celibate or you like work around it? Work around what? <laughs> For those just listening to the pod, I'm doing <laughs> gestures around the mic. No, no, she was doing gestures. She's a her. I was, I was. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, My good Christian uh, people. No, I you huh? really into like intense. Really? Very much. Are you doing my type shit? Oh my god. I've been, I've been in waterworks. I'm talking about shamu. I gotta be like really, really, really shamu'd for me to be into that. Cause I've done it a couple times. I ain't gonna front. Pero ahora como que mira ese bajo a boca, mira coño. Ves el pillo te coño, dice. Stop in the name of love. Done for you, penetrate. You're not penetrating. Oh my god, why did I say that? We're not penetrating. Not penetrating, not gyrating, not No one's penetrating anything. Clara, what am I doing here? You know? No. So when I was uh, on that acid trip, I, I'm telling you, it was as clear. It, I, there's no way I can say this other than Jesus Christ was in front of me and said, what is this I hear about you not wanting to be here? I mean, I know the pandemic changed a lot of crap for all of us. But I think it was, I mean, age in a way, but also when I was, like I was telling you before I went to the restroom that I wasn't sleeping. My worst, like insomnia was during the pandemic. And I think it was like in those early days of um, the lockdown where we thought it was like two weeks to flatten the curve and blah, blah, blah. I was so used to being all over the place. Like at the time I was working at Vice. So sometimes I would wake up super early, go to the gym um, or super early, go to work with my gym bag, with my laptop, with all the shit I need for Vice. I used to mm -hmm. do PA, AP, talent, everything for fucking Vice. Uh, really? Work 10 hours How there. did you land that job? They went in my DMs. I was already doing videos on Instagram. Oh my god! And they were like, hey, you want to come in for like a chat? And it was a screen test. And that was the first time I'd had ever been like behind, a, for like a screen test. I was like, all right, whatever, let's do it. And they were like, we're gonna throw some topics at you, just talk about it. And like, I talked to the camera, looked cute. <laughs> and, and I just went for it and they called me back. But I got it. hired as talent and then the person who hired me quit a week later and then they didn't know what to do with me and they put me as a PA. Wow. So like a I left producer's my, assistant. Which is like, uh -huh. uh, for bitch work. lack of a better word, it is bitch work. Yeah. yeah, it's like the lowest on the totem pole. So I left like a six-figure job. I was in the wow. hospitality industry, making money. You were working before the hospitality industry. What yeah. were you doing? I was just front desk agent, but in a New what? York, a front desk agent. Oh wow! But in New York, it's union. So and I was working there for six years. So I had I had already accumulated with like the sales and the overtime. I was making almost wow. hundred thousand dollars a year. Are you estamos grabando? Okay. Compared to what I was making, it was it was a big pay cut. But yeah. Wow. From there, the rest Ay, is history. Ay, Clara, ven, ayúdame con esto. So, here we go. Clara, everybody. <laughs> hey. Um. So, how did you, was Vice your first gig that was in TV film? Or TV? Um, major, yeah. I would say so. Like I had done like little things here and there, like extra work. I had done um, like a used car sales commercial. Yes. Oh, that's the used car salesman bag. Yeah, I did it is... in English and Spanish. Oh my god, a talent you are! So you already know it was on Univision and everything. Oh, I love. Um, oh, your tías and tíos must have been like, mira la darle, la darle, la darle. So I did that, and then just like a couple of little things here and there. But Vice was like the real first thing. 
And what, because you were on a show on Vice, right? I had my own. I had several franchises. Really? I had Name on the them. Street. I had D on the street, and then for Snapchat, I had a thing called um, Spilling the Tea with D. It was short-lived, because I didn't really like it. It was like gossipy, and I wasn't into that at the moment. Um, and then there was this other thing with like your worst, I don't even remember the name, but like I was big on Snapchat for Vice. So it was like all my D on the streets, which were like Vox Pop, Man on the Street segments. And then there was one where it was like, damn, what was the name of it? I would tell, like ask the audience, give me your five most embarrassing stories and rate them on a scale of one to five dead emojis or skull emojis whatever mm -hmm. and you know gen z was like all about it they'll send their stories they'll edit it make it cute so that was good but i was so you were freelance for them i would do a whole bunch of different things wow yeah if was there at any point did you feel like wow lord like you felt like it felt the opportunity fell on your lap right absolutely did you pray to god absolutely so like i am so into like manifesting and praying like I okay. don't go to church anymore I never been to church I was raised Jehovah's Witness so it's called Kingdom Hall um wow. I haven't gone since I was like 13 like re regularly so it's been a while but I do feel like I have a very close connection to God I pray every day multiple times a day and I also just am about that universe energy as well if you want to call it universe you want to call it Yoba. like really? I do yeah like I'm all about why it why did you leave Jehovah's Witness I think it was just like teenage angst and you know, I was getting older and- Are your parents still in the Kingdom Hall? My mother is, um, but- Is there a large Dominican population of Jehovah's Witness? I would this say so in, uh, in New York, I, not necessarily like in the island, but I would think so, like in the States, there's a few. And what is, like, I know, wow, that sounds so ignorant, but I guess I don't know, and I know some people listening aren't going to know. What exactly is Jehovah's Witness? Do they take Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Yeah, so... Do, do they believe in the Trinity? They do not believe in the Trinity. That's the only thing. It's, um like, God is Jehovah. Like, the Almighty is God, Jehovah, Jehovah. And then Jesus is the Son of God, but he's, like, equally as revered. And then, I don't know, from what I remember, the Holy Spirit was just another person. But spiriting around, I don't know. Like, like another essence? <laughs> like another essence, yeah. It's not, they don't really call it the Trinity. They don't Do rock they, crosses. Is the Holy Bible their written truth? Yeah, the King James, King James Bible, I think. Or Santa Escritura, some shit like that. Ah. It might not be the King James Bible, but it is the Bible. Really? Like Genesis. Leviticus, Exodus. Don't don't mind handy. us. We got horrible decisions next door, guys. Um, Wait, oh my God! I look what I brought for you. What you brought me? I mean, not for. I mean, unless you want to keep it, whatever. Okay. I brought us a Dominicano soy. I brought this for us, mommy. Yay, thank because you. Because I know that I, I, we're Dominican. We're two Dominican performers in the space. Yes, I see. And I you know what? I really don't see many Dominican Americans no. out there like openly talking about what we do. Oh, you know what I tweeted about the other day? There's a curse. And I call it the uh, Latino TV show two season curse yep. because they never have more than two seasons. Nope. Meanwhile, all these other minority groups have, I mean, not all, there really is just uh, white shows and black shows are king right now in yeah. terms of they make it to five or six seasons. Yeah. What a success. Mazel tov. Holy crap. Because honestly, 
the more black shows we see making it, that for us is like Absolutely. an in too. They win, we win, we all win. Yeah. But we just heard that Hentified was canceled, which you were on. Absolutely, yep. I'm so heartbroken about that. Did you watch the show? I, yeah, so it's crazy because I was, I remember when the first season came out, I was like, let me give this a shot because like a lot of Dominican Americans were just like Latinos that were born in America. It's pretty hard to find a Latin American show that resonates and doesn't feel fake and doesn't feel like people are putting words, eh, what do you call it, like a, eh, the little hat? Whatever. Un cap. Mm -hmm. no, I just say un cap. So my stepfather used to call it like la cachucha. I'm like, una, una, una gorra. Una gorra, yeah. Pero, eh, ¿qué es lo que yo estaba diciendo? Eh, gentified. Oh, yeah. Know. I used to watch the show. And I was like, let me give it a shot. And then I saw that uh, Julissa Calderon's character was in it. And she was Dominican. And they had an episode about, like, I remember when I was on 181st. Yeah. For eating from the chimney truck. And I was like, yeah, what is this? Like, I got super excited about it. And then when they emailed me, you know, with the audition for it, I was like, for season two, I was like, hell fucking yeah. So. What do you mean they auditioned for you? You mean your agent? Your agent got the appointment, no? Um, my manager sent me the audition. Oh, yeah. Manager. So I, I did have to audition three times. It was like first audition, second, and then like the third one. Your callbacks. It was a callback, yeah. Is this a, was it a co-star or guest? It was a guest. Yes. Yeah, it was a guest. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so exciting. Every single guest I always went in for, I would go to producers or I'll go to directors and I'd never get it. Why? Um... I don't uh, see you not getting it. Like, I don't oh, well, I've also lost two. I've gone in for two series regular. Uh, um, I've had uh, test deals. So yeah. I have gotten very, very close to big, big things. Yeah. And I just never got it. It's because it wasn't for you. I take okay. it as, you know, for me, I take it as, I don't want to flip it back to you because I have so many questions for you. But I take <laughs> it as just like a, a confirmation or a sign from God, like, a, I don't think I was prepared the first half of my acting career. Got it. I don't think I had it. I mentioned it before. I, I was a terrible auditioner. Ah. I Which never, is, a, it's a job on its own. Like, it's separate from uh, It's a acting. skill. Yeah. You may, you may have graduated from Juilliard drama yeah, yeah. or whatever. And if you're not a good audition, a prepared auditioner, a prepared present auditioner, able to roll with the punches, yeah. not let your nerves overtake you or, mm -hmm. or change or alter the behavior of the character, you're not getting the role. Yeah. You know? Yep. But thankfully, I had casting directors who like had seen me. I've been auditioning since I was 18. Yeah. So there were casting directors that were always like, all right, let's call her in. Really? Her in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I've seen every casting director in New York City. Every single one of them. Stop. I've had, I was a part of a network showcase, ABC. I don't understand then. I mean, whatever, 2022. I mean, I was literally the only one in that class who didn't do anything now. Everyone else in my class is working as a series regular right now. Yeah, but you're doing it. You're doing your own thing. You're carving your own path. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> back to Hentified. Yes. My idea, and I, and I, I love talking. I feel like every time I get to collaborate with other Latinos, I'm like, let's have a business meeting right now yeah, yeah, because yeah. We, need to, we need to do what other people are doing. The other people are already doing it. Let's see what they're doing. Exactly. I think when you build a platform of your own, when you build it yourself, when you are a part of building a community mm -hmm. that will ride for you, if you're loyal to them, they're loyal to you, you are impenetrable. Yep. Ain't no network can tell me nothing. Look at Issa Rae. I, I, I mean, Issa Rae is such an inspiration of mm -hmm. mine. Like her, Ava DuVernay. Mm -hmm. There's so many different people that are doing it right. And which brings me back to the curse of the two seasons. Ugh. Because the last show to see like mad seasons that was Latino led, the only thing I'm thinking about is George, George Lopez. Lopez. That's the only thing I can say. The George Lopez show, it's we're oh, long overdue. Yeah. It's not fair, but 
it like I said with my failed acting career, I'm not gonna like you could spend so much time being like, oh, what was me with my violin? It's not fair. It's yeah. not fair. Whatever. Figure it out some other way. If you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. Like I'm convinced that if you come with a community ready, strapped to show in, to show out. Yeah. If we collaborate with networks, but if we come with our own built-in plot like audience, we could really do some damage, you especially win. on the internet. Yeah. Because what Issa's, Issa really had the internet in its clutches. So did Euphoria. The reason why it's so, the way, blowing up is because of their grasp on the social media. Absolutely. You know, they're, half these shows on network, like network procedurals and crap, they're not getting views that these uh, social media no. uh, 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 supported shows are getting. Mm -mm. Especially, dude, I was running on the treadmill. Hi, Tangi. I was running on the <laughs> treadmill and I was watching. Yo, I used to audition for like pilots. I've, I've auditioned for about eight different pilot seasons. Damn. I have auditioned for every single procedural, you name it. The ones that were canceled, the ones that are still on, SVU, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I was on the, I was running and you know how they have the TVs and it was there. They don't play any sound. So all you're looking at is I'm looking at freaking Chicago PD, one of the SVU led shows. What's his name? Um, Dick Wolf shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was looking at Sophia Bush. I'm pretty sure she was wearing like clip in extensions. She had a volume eyelash, strip eyelashes, mm -hmm. eyeliner, a contour, mm -hmm. lipstick, running to a fire. I was like, wait, hold on. I'm confused. Like the whole time, it just seemed comical to me. <laughs> I used to, especially without the audio, you're just looking at it. It's like, where is she going to a club? A fighter? Yes, I used to be bend over backwards to get on a show like that. And in my head, I'm like, I don't even want to be on that show. Like cable is where it's at. Absolutely, nobody really watches TV like that anymore. No one watches cable TV true. like that. True, I don't true, watch true. cable TV like that. I mean, uh, network TV mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. Everyone watches Hulu, Netflix, uh, HBO streaming services. I mean, come on. Yep. So I think what we need to do, we need to get together, compile all of the poppin' internet Latinos that we see. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm talking about Latinos, and we're gonna be specific about that. Yeah. Because if there's one thing that black Americans know what to do is they're very specific, and they're very, they, they like, they feed, they pour into their own, you know? Yeah. I think we gotta do that. I think it's always hard to do that. I want to do that, and I think it is possible, but I also think we have to, make note of the differences within the Latino community. And I don't know why it's so hard for us to get on the same page when there's so many differences in the black community as well. Like there's black, you mean people black Americans, black Americans, black Americans, but also just like in the black community worldwide. You know, there's black people in England, there's black people everywhere. There's Every black single, Latinos. Exactly. And there's black Latinos. But one thing that is the common denominator is they're black. They mm -hmm. are loyal in their blackness. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I feel like with us Latinos, we get confused because there be black Dominicans or white Dominicans, but then the white Dominicans claim more than the blacks or vice versa. And it's like, and there's a lot it's of a internal very weird gray area with our people where we're very confused. Internal racism mm -hmm. runs rampant. But of course, Latinos are one of, if not the most racially diverse groups. Yeah. And I'm convinced that's, that's why. That's why it's not easy to put us all into a monolith like that. Well, we shouldn't do, we shouldn't put us in a monolith. But they try with the shows. Well, we shouldn't, we can't <laughs> do it. Latinos can't. And I I, even, I understand why um, black African-Americans, I know that some uh, black Americans don't like saying that, but I just say black Americans. Yeah. I know that some black African-Americans have their uh, gripes with Latinos and honestly, Black people run social media. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have their cosign or their favor, sorry in yeah. the heights, 
sorry, West Side Story, it's not going to pop for you. I'm sorry. And I think that the only way that you can get their cosign or get them to to rock with you is first taking accountability, understanding that like the the missteps that we've taken in terms of communicating like Gina Rodriguez has really messed some stuff up for us <laughs> yo I'm like come on Gina we were all ready yeah, we were all <laughs> you know which sucks because she's so talented right yeah. but like half the things we don't even know we don't even know how to publicly speak on it because we're so yeah, scared yeah look at me I'm like I'm tripping over my oh, I'm not, and shit I'm not, I'm not scared of nobody but Jesus <laughs> but, but Jesus. the Lord you know what I'm saying which but it's also very humbling. Mm -hmm. And that understanding also allows me to be like, wait, maybe we should listen to them. And it's true. A lot of these white passing Latinos, and I'm going to say white passing because some of them are even whiter than my, me. Yeah. And I have some African phenotypes in that. I have a, I have cur a cur my curl pattern. You know yeah. what I mean? You're light wearing... skin. You're yellow bone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we can't even, it's, how do I even say? It's tough because there are some Latinos that irresponsibly discuss their role in, whether subconscious or not, their role in um, internalized racism. Yeah. They may not even acknowledge it. They, they sometimes don't even account for their own privilege. Like there are some Latinos, hey man, so, there are some Latinos that look like Clara, who's not Latina, she's European, mm -hmm. but, but we're all Hispanic. Mm -hmm. But there are some that look like her and want to claim the struggles of black Latinos. And it's like, hold on, yeah. honey, hold on, honey. Cause you can work in spaces and walk in spaces and be in spaces and where black Latinos cannot, because when you see a black Latino person out and about doing whatever they're doing, they're not, they don't know that, oh, that person is Cubano yeah. or Dominicano. Mm -hmm. They just see a black person, yeah. you know? So they get all the, what, what they just, they're viewed as they are. Yeah. Now, what I will say in defense of Latinos who are trying to, like, diffuse or neutralize the grounds. Well, regardless well, of the skin color, there is a culture. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that, but that, we shouldn't be neuter, neutering the, the cultural aspect. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. there are white Dominicans, there are white um, uh, Puerto Ricans, there are white uh, Mexicans. Mm -hmm. Culturally, they are still in the mix. Yeah. And if we do end up build, I want to build a, a Latino-driven network one day. Yeah, God is my witness. I want to do that one day. Yeah, I'm not going to exclude the white Latinos. What good would that do? But what we should do is have an open forum discussion where we know how to talk. Yeah, and what's realistic for this episode? Like, who are the characters? What do they do? Where, where are they from? Be realistic with it. I feel like that's been missing. You know, I didn't grow up watching like too many novelas or whatever, but I've never seen a black person on a novela on, on Univision or whatever. It was oh, very, very rare. And you've been to DR, right? You've been I've to been to DR. Let me tell you something. DR is a black ass island. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you go there, the majority of people... I'm black, black, yeah, black, black, my black. whole family is black. The only reason why I'm a little late is because my dad is actually Albanian, but I don't know my dad. Your dad is Albanian? Yeah. Wait, you're half white? I am half white. But wow. I, So this is the thing. Like, I am half white. I don't know my father. He, okay. I don't know my father since never, ever. So oh. I don't know anything about the culture. I wish I knew more because I think Albanians are like some hardcore, like fucking whites. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like fucking crazy. But I, unfortunately, I don't know anything about the culture. So I don't really rep it like that. But like if people get to know me then I'm like yeah like because 
it's when you see my family and you see me, they'll be like, what happened? Like, there's something different going on here. So I have to be like, well, yeah, I got a different dad than my brother and sister. Ah, yeah. I know. Yo soy dominicana, pero de pura cepa. De pura cepa, You mami. are too, pero yeah. de padre y madre. Huh? Are you in a relationship? I am in a relationship. Oh, did you see that? I already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time we're meeting. I know, right? I, I feel, feel like, like we always talk on Instagram and shit. I my know. Friend in my head. I know. But um, <laughs> you have a boyfriend. I do. I... I gotta be honest with you. I'm open and transparent. Okay. I'm a little jealous. Why are you jealous? I know it sucks. Thou shall not come. Why, you wanna date me? No, <laughs> you wanna die. <laughs> you know what? This is my coming out story. I just completely rebranded. Why are you jealous? Oh. Okay, no, so I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I won't say I'm jealous. I'm very, very happy for you. <laughs> um, but, but before the cameras turned on, you told me you had been in a relationship with him for so long. You said this is gonna be the guy that you marry. Mary, I want to get there so badly. It's fun. I want to get there so. We got my last cousin, one of my cousins in my same age group. One of the last ones. Don't tell me, Kelly. She's, She's getting married. Oh. <laughs> She's getting married. Girl, what? She's getting married. She sent out the save the date last week, and let me tell you something. You were like, no. My mom sent that text. Of course, I already got the save the date, mom. <laughs> but she, you know, loves to reforward things to me in that way, and she goes, Bueno, Brianda, ¿y tú? ¿Cuándo tu turno, Brianda? Brianda, ¿y el novio? Oh, my God. Todo el podcast, podcast, podcast. ¿Y el novio, Brianda? Yo, yo quiero que tú me de un nieto, Brianda. She don't even care about that. My no. mom really, oh, no, my mom doesn't. You know, my mom, yeah, if I had a daughter for every time my mom says she didn't want children, she wished she never had it, I would have $3. I okay, you would have $3. I remember each one siblings? of those. I have two. Yeah, my sister. And then I have four, uh, half. Okay, for your father's okay. My dad was a whore. There you go, it happens. But you know, is your, is your boyfriend Dominican? My boyfriend is Puerto Rican. Born and raised in the Bronx. That must be nice. I got a Boricua in it. Yeah, my boyfriend's been my friend since I was like 15. We started dating when I was like 21. I'm 30 now. We've had two breaks, but we always get back together. You always knew. Yeah. He's like, great. He's great. I'm a Libra. He's an Aquarius. We are. We're like each other's number one love match. I've already told you about this. I don't know that stuff. <laughs> and I don't now he's in like, that like, it's really, I like the relationship that I'm in because I'm so like out there and I'm doing a million things and he lets me do me. And that's the type of person that I need. I don't want some like, un hombre celoso, a donde tu tab, oh, tu me cocinaste, y yo cocino, mírame esta mano. Esta es la mano de una mujer que cocina, okay. Like I'm all burnt everywhere. Um, but cook. I don't cook because he expects it. I cook it because I like to cook. And if I'm not like busy doing something, I'll make a nice meal for us and shit. So like, oh. he's, you know, he lets me be me. In, uh, I listen to Bethany Frankel's podcast, and she always talks about it. I'm the peacock, and he's the one in the back, like, just chilling. Mm. Even though, es un maldito loco. Oh, yeah. Like, with his friends and family, like, he's the, he's the peacock. But with people that he doesn't know, he's also an Aquarius. He's very, like, he doesn't even speak. Mm, and he's yeah. kind of, like, intense, too. Like, he mm. looks angry a lot. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. I'm the smiling one. Wait, so what? what is the most, like, how... how you guys have been dating for so long. Are you gonna get when's the when's he gonna? We just moved in together. Um, after so long, we moved in. But do you guys talk about marriage? The next step, yeah. children. I would say within a year, he's probably gonna pop the question because he's found God too. Recently, recently he's found God. Oh, how? What was his story? I don't know. He just got into it. Like he went to school, um, all Catholic, all boys school, like his whole career, school career, except college. And for whatever reason, like in the past couple of years, he's just been reading the Bible more, looking at YouTube videos, and he's about it. Really? Yeah. He's actually way more into God and Jesus than, than I am you? right now. Well, I can't even say that because I love God. I'm, and God okay. loves me. 
But he's like, when, when I mean like religious, like he's about the book right now. Oh, yeah? So he's trying to like, I'm like, get that ring. Would you ever ask him about like devotionals together, joint devotionals or... Or is that not of interest to you? What do you mean? So normally when you start out in a relationship with someone and they were not practicing, but then they begin practicing during the relationship, it's impossible for the other person not to A, notice it, but also maybe B, be influenced by it. Cause you know, I, I like to describe it like this. I used to date a guy who was, he used to be a model. He used to like, he was uh, really into fitness and super clean eating. Mm-hmm. I was with him for long enough. We also lived together for a little bit where picked up those I habits. adopted it. And I learned how to lift. I learned how to lift properly. I learned how to, so I learned a lot about my body. So I say that to say that you, you become influenced mm-hmm. by, especially someone that you're intimate with. Yeah. Do you ever like, I don't know because I don't um, know if our thing is like to actually go to a church. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would just, I'm going to say I don't know to that one. I don't have an answer to that one. Would you want to raise your children uh, as uh, believers I of Christ? Want, definitely. I want my kids to know about Christ because I feel like I grew up that way and I think there's some good about me and I think there's some good about him. So my boyfriend, when I say him. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, our kids are going to know Jesus. What is it? What's it all about? What's it? What, what, what motivates you? Like what motivates you to, because I uh, don't mind if I clock it. And again, this is not a cr- criticism just because I need to say things out loud. Yeah, I don't you know. say it. What you gotta... So I hear you say things like uh, very secular things, worldly mm-hmm. things is what the Bible calls it. You know, uh, you, you mentioned Aquarius, whatever, science multiple times. You yeah. mentioned the universe. You mentioned these things. Uh, but you tack Jesus as your Lord and Savior at the end of it which I'm really, really happy about. Oh my gosh. And I would love to be a resource to you. And like, yeah. if you ever need me to pray on you or play with you, I'm here for you. Yes. Um, oh God, thank you. My question is, what motivates you to tack that on? Like to, to tack on Jesus? Yeah. At, in combina- in tandem with those other things. The closer I got to Jesus, the further away I got to those from those other things. Well, you know, with the whole astrology thing, it's just like fun. And I think right now it's on brand. Like everybody's talking about it. It's funny. It's just like something to do. Okay. And I think we're in a time that we're so lost. Like, are we in the pandemic? Are we not? That people are trying to look for answers mm. in certain things. And for those that aren't looking for answers with God or Jesus or any religion that they you know want to go into they're doing secular things like you said astrology or tarot cards just trying to find the answers because i think us as humans we're curious people and we're always going to try to find the answer in an uncertain time now the reason i don't know it's ingrained in me to have love for jesus (laughs) i don't know how how to explain it like i know he was a real man regardless of anything i know that he was here hallelujah and regardless of anything he was a g he was a real g because he believed in what he said and he died for what he said and what he believed he died he died for all of our sins so that we could all be here like living life the way we do he carried his own cross the thing that ultimately Mm -hmm. killed him you know what i mean so like whether the the miracles were or were not real that was a man who was an honorable man that lived in this world and what year is it it's 2022 in the and year we're still of, and by the way we Lord st- Jesus Christ we still <laughs> talking about him okay my yeah, Lord. I love me some Jesus I love Jesus I sure do <laughs> well what would you say is your you know I I, I hate questions like these but only because I'm curious because you're so open yeah tell me. and it kind of reminds me of like my me a little bit yeah me too i know yeah 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 i was a little bit kooky (laughs) but um what is it what's your and i guess it goes back to where i was trying to say like what is it that 
or like how I, I bring it together. Yeah, no, what is it about faith that motivates you? And why do you choose every day, you choose every day to believe this? Why is it important to you to have a relationship with God? Because I feel empty without it. I've, I've been the angsty teen. I've been the person who didn't believe in God because I was too into science and I read all the books. And, you know, it, it always turns into kind of like a circle because it's like, I don't believe in that because how can you prove that there's a man in the sky and blah, blah, blah. And then there's science. And then even though I don't know the scientists, I'm taking his word for it. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know the scientists, even though I'm not saying the science isn't real. But you feel me like yeah. if we have faith on a man who's talking about something science wise, why can't I have faith on a collection of men who wrote a book about God and Jesus and his prophets. Hey, man, I be- it's easy for me to believe in miracles. Yeah, so, and I've seen, you know, like, there's just certain things that you can't explain. Like, there, there is something, I believe, that sets us apart from just another animal, like a dog or a cat or whatever. Like, we have a soul, we have a spirit, we know between wrong and right. right morality. And I don't know, like, when I was going through that whole phase where I was like, oh, I don't believe in God, I remember I was going to the library a lot, I was mm. reading, I picked up a, a Buddhist book. Then I started thinking, maybe I want to be a Buddhist, and I started meditating, and when I started meditating, I felt closer to God. Mm. And it wasn't even saying Jehovah or saying Jesucristo, but then I'm like, why am I so open to taking, you know, another culture's religion or something when I've already had it ingrained in me all this all this while all this time Mm. so i don't know like i just know that he was real i know what i feel when i pray i know when i'm putting good out i get good back and i don't think that it's such a coincidence that you and i are sitting here on this floating rock you know what i mean in the middle of the universe where there's no other life anywhere even though they're searching for it we're the only ones you know what you should um Oh, this is my favorite. You know, I love, oh man, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> Tell me. Um, there's this uh, this um, Swedish psychiatrist, you know, uh, writer, teacher, extraordinaire. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He died in the 20th century. His name is uh, Carl Jung. Yeah. You know Carl Jung. Yeah, yeah. He has this. I uh, did a little theater. BMCC. There. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes, a little bit of college. You know, a little community college. <laughs> I didn't finish. Um, Carl Jung. He he has this theory of collective consciousness, mm-hmm. and again, I I'm so into psych psychologists that tap into theological concepts because it always comes back to the text the bible which is our written truth inspired by the lord inspired it literally their messages that were inspired by the lord for us to consume and they're still around today but um the collective consciousness in that we Mm -hmm. all serve a higher uh it sucks because everything I say sounds juju-y, but it really is what it is. Yeah. A higher power I in that so. we're all, what I do for you affects you, affects you, affects me, this butterfly effect sort of nature. Uh, I wish I knew more to expand on it. I wish I had Carl Young as I guest, but he's dead. <laughs> he did. Jesus, <laughs> could you get us Carl on the podcast? Thank you. Um, anyways, but what you mentioned, that was your awareness being strengthened, man. Yeah. That's what meditation can do for you. That's yeah. what I, that's, that's, I started meditating before I started praying. Yeah. Well, I started praying, but as an adult, like the meditating came after the whole like atheist period of my life. And that period, not to knock it, I'm sure that there are many, many happy atheists, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... DK. Yeah, atheists but, believe in something. They do believe. I think atheism as a concept is a bit confusing. It's just as confusing as 
Jesus. Well, I guess right? some people have like a spirituality aspect to it, or some of them think that I, as soon as we die, we die, and then that's it. Um, I don't think that's it. I, it's proven scientifically that we are like made out of energy, and energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So we're gonna be somewhere. Something's gonna happen. Like I don't know. Mm. I've lived long enough to be like, how did that happen? Like this was not just a coincidence. This was luck. This was faith. This was God. This was, I also I think know. that there are some neutral atheists that I'm, I have so many friends. I mean, my best friend is an atheist too. I think what, um, and by the way, she has, she practices many Christian principles. Yeah. I've said it before. This girl is more Christian. She uh, exhibits more Christian qualities than some Christian people. Yeah. And it really is a, like God you is see a, that a lot. God is a principled God. Oh, hi Tangie again, my mom. She sent me a text yesterday that was like, Brianda, God, God is a principled God. I don't think you should be wearing earrings. I don't think you should be wearing all this other stuff. Oh, yeah, but she's Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. It's a very conservative sect of... Uh, it's very similar to the Jehovah's Witness thing. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed to wear hoyas and stuff? It's... You can, but just not too flashy and stuff. You can't be too flashy. You don't celebrate Modesty. holidays. You don't get drunk. The only... Well, I, I, I mentioned that because... According to my mom, my mom perhaps looks at me the way I look at some of my atheist friends. Because I actually don't, um, and not to impose, and I would never project, right? Mm -hmm. That's not my job as a God-fearing woman. I don't ever want to judge. I don't ever want to come off judgy. And I don't ever want, because I know as an atheist, that crap pissed me off. And actually maybe did the opposite mm -hmm. of bringing me closer to Jesus. Yeah. But what I will say is... Um, my mom probably looks at me the way maybe I look at other uh, atheists yeah. in that, oh, spiritual immaturity, you know, like she, um, she wouldn't say it. But when she said, you know, God is a God of principles, Brianda, modesty is written in the Bible for a reason. It's meant to strengthen our relationship with the Lord and all this other stuff. stuff, yeah. stuff. And you know how I handle it? Um, I, take a, I take a note from when I was an atheist and I say, hey, mom, the Lord... I appreciate you, and I know that you're, this is coming from a place of love. God is love. Anything through love done by God is love. I know it's coming from Amen. a place of love. Mm -hmm. um, but that truth hasn't been inspired in me yet. And I, it, another great part about being a practicing God-fearing woman is feeling really comfortable and not insecure in my own ignorance and not knowing. Mm -hmm. So just because I say that today, that may change in a week or two. Yeah. We had a, we, last week we were talking about hypocrisy. I find hypocrisy in everybody yeah. in everything, Yeah, you know? And I think that Christianity allows me to be more confident in like, not per hypocrisy per se, but in this, in sitting in my, I don't know-ness. Quote unquote, I don't know. Same, like I, I say, I don't know all the time now. It's Before, the best. I, I always felt like I had to give an answer and now I, I'm like, I don't know. You don't, give it up to God, I yeah. don't know. So my mom said that and I went, mom, I don't know. I maybe I don't that hasn't been inspired in me. When I read the text, which I do, I have to diligently do for this show, mm -hmm. those messages haven't been inspired in me. I do feel some kind of taking to modesty though. Uh because generally in which I do way? uh uh in um I do feel pangs of something when I dress a certain way and men look at me in a way, in yeah. a in a like they hunger for me perhaps. And what it used to be, it used to, for you, <laughs> it used to empower me before, but now it doesn't empower me. Um, now I want you, I want my brain to like, I want, I want you to be hunger for my brain. Got it. For other things. If I see you hunger for my legs or hunger for my body, women, we know women can tell when a man is thirsting. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. Mm -hmm. And I can see why that's in the text. 
to be to be modest not because but my mom sees it as wear long shirts don't wear a hold ass and don't show your boobs and stuff i don't see it so much as that i see it as like a is like a warning yeah almost like a shield like the like the garb is a shield in a way it's protecting and, you yes like almost like an armor mm -hmm. because the lord knows this more than we know ourselves he knows that it's ser humano he knows our proclivities to sin he knows what we're capable of he know even i think the greatest part that the greatest message that the bible has illuminated in me is the fact that we're all so flawed and we have these proclivities to fall and you, there's stories of it, I mean, every single day. My poor Clara must be so bored because the stories of kings falling over and over again, it really is It's the hero's journey, which we all go through. Yes. Unless we, unless we stay lost. Mm, well, which another, a lot of people do. I love, another thing that we know is that not everyone makes it to the promised land. Mm -hmm. And I think that in act of believing in God, I, and I can't say that I take, I, I saw a, a man on TikTok, maybe, I don't remember what his name was, maybe I'll link him, but he said that believing in God is not only, it's countercultural, but it's supposed to be countercultural. We're not supposed to be like the masses. No. Not everyone makes it into the promised land. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, when my mom says, don't wear earrings, don't wear, wear mod, be modest, all these other things, it's to set us apart from what the masses are doing. Got We're it. not supposed to blend in. We're yeah. not supposed to, uh, again. So what some people might see as oppressive, other people see it as, well, this is what I'm doing because I believe in it and this is my religion. Yeah, for example. There's uh, power behind it. Yes, like, it's like when you see uh, um, uh, a, a Muslim woman wearing a hijab and all these things, it's like, well, no, they're, they're proud in their faith. They're proud, well, you know, faith in their terms, right? They don't believe in the Christian God, but um, it's meant to separate us so that there is a distinguishable difference between us animals. You know, we're not mm -hmm. supposed to bend to it. That's why I also am a, I'm one of those Christians that I'm a, I tend to lean a little bit hypocritical because it doesn't always make sense. Again, I don't know. I'm still, I'm, th I'm in year three and a half of my faith. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think we are supposed to stand apart. I believe so. Like, even when I first started doing my comedy and getting into, like, Instagram and doing this. Oh, yes, you're a comedian, D. Yeah. So I came out with, um, my name is Darlene, but I came up with the name D Nasty. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like, you know, I was younger and just wild. And a lot of my jokes were kind of X-rated or just, like, kind of gauche in a way. Like, they were kind of hard, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Like okay. a little rustica, you feel okay. me? So that's where the nasty came from. And I feel like as I've gotten older, um, it's not necessarily so much. I still try to keep it as real as, as possible <laughs> on my page. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not quite as it's not as, no, as Yeah, it's not as vulgar. vulgar and it's not as like crazy as it was when I first started. But, I, you know, I have an attachment to the name that I'm like, yeah, like whatever. I like it. Listen, there are sex podcasters that as they evolve, their year one of podcasting is way more, always more explicit. Yeah, than their... you learn how to tone it down. Like my first podcast, I was uh, like my first year of transitioning into Christianity. I was, I still had the world all over me. <laughs> you know, it really is the more Not the world all over me, all over me. me honey. Um, the, but I think that's the point of maturity, and Absolutely. you just you have to pray for the Lord to keep pointing and pointing you in the direction of maturity. Yeah, like spiritual maturity. God, fill me with more faith. Fill me with more strength. 
please remove any obstruction, any uh, distraction from my way. Remove it so that I can learn more about you and be more focused on you. Mm -hmm. You know, John uh, 21, 19, where he, where, where Peter, they're at the Sea of Galilee and Jesus tells Peter, hey, come with me. I have to tell you something over here at the corner. And Peter says, oh, I bet. He gets up follows Jesus and then I think they say John was following right after Peter and Peter goes to Jesus hey yo Jesus uh is John supposed to be coming too because you said just me yeah and then Jesus says to him per John chapter 20 verse 19 he goes just follow me and I'm I'm uh paraphrasing here but just follow he says, me and whoever don't follows. worry don't worry about who's behind you don't, that's not your responsibility your responsibility is to follow me yeah so just follow me and I, I pray on that. Ooh, that's a verse that I, I has helped me throughout my whole baby walk with God as a, as a in, as in my infancy. Yeah, was, I'm gonna you know take, I'm gonna adapt that. I'm gonna bring that into mind. Just all I have to do is follow Him. That's yeah. it. The rest is already written. It already is. I don't have to do much. I just have to follow God and pray that I know. I already know that in life we fall. Yeah, my Bible shows me that already. The point is to always remember who is our creator, who is our God, and just to follow him. Well, you mentioned hypocrisy. How do you feel about just like the Internet, social media and the way that people are and the way that people are exposing themselves yet still say like, oh, my God, I believe in God or like, what do you feel about just what you see online? Because pretty much everybody's always like, oh, my God, like, I love God. But then you see him twerking and like. Oh, I see what what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. And I've been guilty of that, too. Same. I've been twerking. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty bad because my lower back be hurting, but you know. Yo, girl. (laughs) Listen, how do I feel about it? Man, I feel feel many things and I feel nothing at all because I know that a lot of the work happens individually. And if you're not doing your homework, Mm -hmm. it's going to show. It's going to it's going to bleed out through you. You can't fake the funk for that long. Same with these like, you know, pastors that are like these, you know, performative Christian pastors. What's that pastor that spit on someone on Twitter? Uh, Mike Todd, Todd, Mike, yeah, Mike Todd. Oh, I don't know. Just like all these performative Christians that I feel, I feel like they're failed musicians <laughs> that didn't make it. So now they get to talk to people and, and you be know, on stage and wear nice alligator shoes. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a place for them. Like I, I know that there are many pastors that have changed people's lives for the better and have strengthened their the relationship of Christ in many other people. They have a yeah. gift, right? But I do think like the Bible shows us time and time again, we fall. And unless we yeah. are in our devotionals, wholeheartedly, whole emphasis on wholeheartedly, mm. that's where you get the the twerking and stuff and then the yeah. and then these other things. For me, that's just indicative of there's still my brother and sister in yeah. Christ. They just may be going through a time where their 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 prayers may be falling off, they're not reading their text, or um they're not or at least they're not being a moment of weakness yeah which we all have them get used to them kid it would be hypocritical to uh uh, be to suggest something else that's Mm -hmm. not honest either yeah and in terms of the social media oh my god i mean smoke and mirrors it's all smoke and mirrors. yeah it's all a lie have these people that say they make x amount of money go ahead and knock out knock down a hundred thousand like no one's as rich as they say they are no one's as happy as they say they are and again no and no one's as at peace as they say no. they are you just focus on you like comparison is the thief of joy i say that yeah. all the time and 
I think that once you realize that we're all a bunch of hypocrites on a rock in space, the easier it is for you to wholeheartedly take on Christ. Yeah. Like one thing about it, and I, I kind of interchange it when I'm talking about meditating, praying, it's like the same thing for mm. me, right? And I have a certain way that I do my prayer just because it's like what I learned in Kingdom Hall. And to answer your question from earlier, Kingdom Hall is just another Christian denomination. They just are like way more strict with certain holidays. They believe that a lot of holidays that we celebrate that are like, you know, like let's say Christmas or whatever, mm -hmm. it really does have like a base in paganism. So it's not Christ like actually at all so it's christmas so, exactly and that's why they don't um pagan. they don't celebrate that so i mean i'm not in in the religion anymore but mm -hmm. there are like the studies i carry with me there are certain things that i've walked with or taken with me throughout my life but i don't know um darlene are you having fun i'm having a great fucking is, time is this good are we having great fun effing time. are you sure <laughs> i don't know i feel like i'm like oh let's play a game Okay, let's play a game. Okay, I don't know. I'm just going with the flow here. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know what I, what I know what any of this is. Okay, yeah. um, I'm going to uh, oh finish these lyrics. Okay, perfect. I like those. I don't know where I'm going with this, Clara. <laughs> Clara, I don't know what I'm doing here. I love okay. rain. Oh crap. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay. Finish these, and if you finish these correctly, what do I have? You win a prize. I haven't thought about it. Oh, you win this. Hat. Okay. You win this Dominican flag hat. Thank eight, you, Clara. Eight, eight. So, uh, I'm okay. Here I go. Oh my God, I need to win. Here I go. Here I go. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's also makeup on that thing. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Um, okay. Oh my God. <clears throat> okay, Brie, go through the archives of songs. Got it. Oh, I got the perfect one. <clears throat> uh, um. Shot to the heart in your to blame, darling. I don't know the lyrics. Oh, <laughs> that's, not, that's a Massachusetts in you, girl. I don't it's know. Jersey. I, it's it's okay, Jersey. I don't care, Jersey. I mean, I know, I know songs. Do another one. Do another okay. one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me do another one. Um. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. 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 Oh my God. Hold on. Do something here, Clara. Okay. Let me think of something. Oh. Okay. Uh, do you like country music? Are you a country girl? Why am I the only Dominican on the planet? I don't know on what country the planet. Song do I, like? I like the cat, the one that she hits before he cheats and Shania Twain song. Oh, I love me some Shania. Yeah, you like Shania? Like, Ooh, I feel like a woman. Okay. Oh, I love Shania. Okay, wait, hold on. I, I can give you. Let's do. Um, um, do you like Mart, uh, uh, Miranda Lambert? Is that the one before he cheats? Who no, that's it? Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Randall Lambert is, okay. Uh, uh, I know they say, can't go home again. No, I don't know that song. Okay. One time, hi, Tangie, as I find this song, I was in the car with Clara and her boyfriend, and we were listening to Radiohead. I'm a huge Radiohead fan. And you know what he asks me, and it always happens. Mm. He asked me, Bree, did you, did you grow up in a predominantly white yeah. neighborhood? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, no, I did it. No? No! <laughs> it's very, very racially diverse, very culturally diverse in, Jeez. yeah, Lynn, Massachusetts. You know, Lynn. You definitely give me, like, that big high school with the lockers and you guys dissected oh. a frog vibe. We did dissect a frog randomly, but... I, I went to school, the public system oh, New York. in New York, in the Bronx. Uh, is like <laughs> Public schooling in Massachusetts is, is marginally a little uh, more better? involved. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I didn't say it. It would be better if I said it, okay? I went to school in the Bronx, so I never got to do no fun. I didn't have a locker. 
You didn't have a locker? We didn't have, like, we had lockers, but we were not allowed to use them. How do you feel about euphoria? I love euphoria. It's so much, mm. though. Oh, I hate it. I know I'm worldly. I'm secular. I sin. What can I tell you? I You don't like it? That's not why I don't like it. Why I like a lot like of it? secular programs that I, yeah, no, I don't like euphoria because it's exploitative. But let me, let, let me start, let me start, because I, I sound like an old hoot. Coot. Not be. Say what you got to say. Um, I, listen, I love, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a film girl. I'm a production girl through and through. Yeah. Cinematography, mm -hmm. excellent. Mm -hmm. The music, Labyrinth is killing it. Yes. Labyrinth is a Christian man. He's a brother in Christ. Um, uh, the direction is great. The actors are so rich in their performances. They really are so gifted. And they're so beautiful. Young and hot. Cool. <clears throat> I think that show, my emotional impulse is I feel ick. Really? Ick. If anything, my spiritual practice has taught me is that if it makes me feel ick, stay away remove okay. it i don't even want to consume it and it makes me feel ick every time i'll tell you this i think it's exploitative i think that it's disgusting it's revolting the fact that we have like my um willing suspension of belief is completely compromised because i'm seeing what are supposed to be high school kids i do forget that they're in high school uh yeah um f uh, f uh, having sex in these very adult ways i'm yeah. sorry but you're lying to me if you were in high school having sex like that. It's just, I, I don't believe it. No. Now, there's some people that say the drug stuff, that was their reality. Not for me. I, not for me either. Yeah. I'm not, that's not my I mean, reality. I a little weed, but you know. Right. But fentanyl, bitch? Nah. You talking about some fentanyl? Crushed Adderall? Nah, nah, nah. What 16, 17 year I'm sorry, but that's yeah. just not what, that wasn't happening. If it was placed in college, it will be a lot more realistic. But I do like it because I also like the cinematography. And I think it, there's a darkness to it that I like because it's fake to me. Like, I don't think anyone's life is actually like this. It does suck because it kind of glamorizes the darkness because they look cute, they have their makeup, et cetera, et cetera. And that's fucked We're up. We're a grown woman. But I'm a grown woman. I can the see how damaging this could be. The people who are 17, 18, 19s on TikTok scrolling through these things and like absorbing them, wanting to dress like them. I'm sorry. That gives me the ick. And I, I, I guess- I feel you on that. I guess I'm growing old. And, and this is another thing. Me well, and my girl- Well, that's what I feel about music all around. Like when, when WAP first came out, I was so anti-WAP. And that's coming from a girl that was calling herself the nasty. Like, really? I was so anti-WAP at WAP first. by Cardi B, you're Yeah, saying. because I was just like, what is this? What are we showing children? Why are we talking about how wet ah. our vaginas can get? Like, I, so I get, I see why you don't like Euphoria, because that's how I felt with the song WAP. But then I think about, like, is this anything different from, like, what was happening when we were kids? There were shows like this. The Grassy was wild. You don't remember The Grassy? Oh, and yes. Skins? Yeah, uh, but you know what? It was, I don't know why. Maybe, I, I mean, I was also... Uh, around at the time of that reboot of Degrassi, because it's actually like three generations. Happened. Yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say- I'm just, talking about the one with Aubrey Graham. Yeah, right, with Drake, <laughs> for sure. It, it's in a, it, Even that one for me was still a little more uh, true, true than what's going on now with Yeah, Euphoria. they dress like kids. And they don't, who dresses like, anyways, the point is what I want to make is, mm -hmm. this is known, that show was created by a, 37-year-old white man from Connecticut. I know that I, I've been exploited by white men in this in entertainment industry. That gives me the ick. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if... And, and Zendaya's incredible. I love Zendaya. She's yeah. passionate and she's intelligent. She's a hyphenate talent like we are. We do multiple things. She's super talented. She's super talented. I, 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 but that, for me, is not enough for me not to call out hypocrisy and... Icks. It's revolting to me. Why wow. couldn't they have made those characters three years older? For How old are they supposed to be? Between the ages of 16 and 18. 
Why couldn't you just make them in college or 18 to 23? I, just, I do think that it is a lot. I think that's a high school experience for a lot of kids. Maybe not as fashionable, but from what I hear, especially like in the middle of nowhere in suburbia, people do experiments. Like you would think here in the big city in New York, like people are getting into everything. And I did get into shit, but I wasn't sniffing coke and doing fentanyl and doing crazy shit when I was, I mean, I wasn't doing that in high school. So I don't know. I think it is exaggerated in Not a sense, mention, but I think that there yeah. are some people that have had similar experiences right. in high school. Right. And that's why I say I can't even, I can't talk on that because just because it wasn't my experience doesn't, doesn't mean, mean, mean that it isn't the experience of other people. And it also, my friend Louisa, by the way, this is, Louisa made this hair, freaky beautiful. She's incredible. Clara, awesome. Uh, Love plug her. me. I need that's, a wig girl. That's my, oh, girl. This is the real deal. She talk about hyphenate. She's a dancer, uh, stylist, designer, hair designer. Dude, yeah. oh. I need it. I have under. I like. I have a bad haircut. This is a an extension ponytail. Like my, I cut no, my you own look hair. Good, baby. This is fine because I manipulated it. But I cut my hair. Oh, recently. I have a question for. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> myself. Can, we, can, can you send me a photo so we First can? First of all, it? I, I, I don't even know why I didn't put this on Instagram. I dyed my own hair earlier this week. And it was like a carrot top. I look like those old Hindu men. No, <laughs> no. So then I, my nails look disgusting because there's like, then I went up with a semi-permanent and then I dyed it dark again. But it's still like, if you look closely, like underneath. What were you trying or, to do? I don't know. Like, I'm kind of like very, very spontaneous and I'll just randomly do anything. You know what, maybe? And with my hair, I am very experimental. Like, I always cut my hair, bangs. Cut do you it. feel throes of mania? Absolutely. Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, my mental illness be acting up. Honey, I think we cut from the same I'm on the SSRI sheet, you know, <laughs> everything is possible with love and with God. Yes, and exactly. SSRIs. Exactly. Wait, I have a question. Oh, put that on a shirt. SSRIs. I have, I have it as a tweet. <laughs> everything is possible with God and SSRIs. Yes. Wait, we're talking about hyphenate, hyphenate, multi-hyphenate talent like Zendaya. As you are, you're a you're a presenter, host, actor, comedian. You do sketches. You do stand up. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you started stand up three years ago? I started it 2017, but because of the pandemic, it put a big halt in it. Um, so consecutively four years, 2017, 18, 19, and then five years. Okay. Now, I too, I think I'm a hyphenate as well, multi-hyphenate. I never, when someone asks, someone asked me the other day, like, well, which one do you do the most? I guess, which one, whatever. And I just say you're an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something a little more general because I love it all. But I think writing is where I think I love the most. Yeah. Writing is, I'm very precious about it. That's why no one's really seen it. I, it's hard for me to even open it up to scrutiny because it's my little baby, little baby. But God always tells us the gifts aren't for us. They're meant to be shared. Yeah. It's our moral obligation to share it. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe you got a little day. extra, like fairy dust, like God dust. Oh yeah, well I think we all do. We all do, but you know. But what's your what's your favorite of the hyphenates? Which one is the one that you uh, ha, uh, uh, take intentional, deliberate time and effort honing the craft of? Which one? You can't. That's there's got to be someone. So hard to say because I'm. I get bored easy, so I like to have multiple things happening, so I could like jump in from one thing or the next. Right now, I have to say it's acting. I really got the acting bug. Um, I did a little episode of Blue Bloods. I did the Hentified yes. thing. I did the Lo Mio on HBO. So since yes. then, I liked kind of the freedom of not having to be D-Nasty or Darlene, like being someone else mm. and not worrying about like tripping over my words or offending someone or whatever. I do like that. Um, but the one that I really put a lot of work in, 
I think because stand up is just memorizing and dealing with energy. But like when my Do you hosting memorize? gigs, yeah, I memorize for, it. for your okay. You know, it's it like it's a set as a stand up comedian. You have a set and it never changes. I mean, it changes depending on how the crowd is going and then you do your crowd work. You talk to people there, but you have your core jokes, your type five, your type fifteen, whatever thirty. Um, you said you were going to be on tour too, no? Or you're going not to- tour, but I, I have a show coming up. Let them know. Um, Let them know where you have. When does this air? Um, next week next week so i actually have a show in dc january 27th two shows it's gonna be at the dc improv so this week when they're watching it yeah so january 27th this week i'm gonna be in dc and i just had a show last week and a week before that was it your first time back no 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 i've been i've been uh on stage since the summer so what's your process to writing i hope this i hope we're not boring you i'm just really interested no my process for writing is basically like any um inspiration that I get if I'm walking down the street if I'm on the train I put it on my notes and you know since I do have a little bit of a following on social media I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram first so like if I have you like do. an idea for a joke I'll just see how it would you know how people would react to it online and if it's good a lot of the time I'll put it into my set really and I build from that like little even rant. the good ones the good you know you yeah. know what I'm talking about yeah really? there's some that I don't put up like I like my whole set I have a very strong I have I think enough material for 20 minutes but I have a very strong 15 and there are things that I say in my 15 that I wouldn't put on stand on social media because I want people to go see it of course yeah so but there are things though that like it'll be like a sentence from a video that I did on Instagram, and that sentence, I could build it into like a three-minute bit. When you're creating, do you uh, think about how an audience perceives it, or is it solely uh, like this cathartic, like uh, experience for you, an expression for you? You don't At really first care it's about like the audience. Vomiting, <laughs> like it's just like whatever is in your head, put it down. Whatever, and I'm not thinking about the audience. I'm thinking about myself. 100%. I want to get my feelings out. Mm. I want to get my jokes out. And a lot of the time, they're not funny. You have to really like... Oh, it's like like clay. You know, you have to mold it or whatever. So it's not for the people at first. But then you have to remember, like, if only you find it funny, then you're not a good comic. So then that's when I start chipping away. And I have jokes where I know would work for certain audiences and where it won't work for certain audiences. And I'll pick and choose it there. But... Um, I don't know. I, I have people in mind, mm. but my first draft is never with people in mind. My first draft is just to get the thoughts out on paper, and that way they're tangible, they're physical, it's there, and then I can work on it, and I can keep people in mind, keep myself in mind, and then really hone it in. I don't know how you guys do it, stand-ups. It's can, hard. Stand-up is hard, I know. I, I'm friends with a lot of stand-ups, and I but really do respect it. It's only hard the first that's not 15 true. seconds. That's not true. Because the first 15 seconds is a make or break. Once you get your first laugh and it's okay, they laughed where you wanted them to laugh, you're like, oh, I got this. I don't know if I have the. I got this. Also, that's, there's another thing that turns me away from it. I've never thought about doing it. That's not my bag. Yeah. I have a lot of other bags. That's not it. Yeah. But um, is the whole cult, the nature of it is at night. You know, it's yeah. typically at clubs. You have to. And here's the thing about stand up is. You can't fake the funk. You have to go on stage a lot, a lot, practicing it, doing. You have to do it. You have to bomb. Have you ever bombed? Oh, oh what was your first bomb? Well, like? my first bomb was my first show after the pandemic. 
What happened? Oh, it was so bad. So I tried to do like completely new material. None of the material that I knew would work. And I kind of went into this whole tangent and it was just not the right audience. I was in Brooklyn and Williamsburg. There was a whole bunch of white women that you could tell had fur babies. And I was like, yo, we 30. <laughs> like, it's time to give up the fur babies. Let's have some real fucking babies. <laughs> oh, they hated it. Everybody was like. Oh, they hate. Oh, they hated Everybody it. Everybody hated it. Um, so people were not into the dog jokes, and I was. I also had like a. a I guess it was kind of bad to say because I was saying how like you know it's selfish to have a dog. Like look at what we've done to dogs. What once was a majestic wolf, a beast is now just like a plaything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't say it as nicely as that. I say some words that may or may not offend people about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and in New York, you know all those rich ladies got they dogs. You know, dude, we had we so. took we took Weezy's dog yesterday to get groomed. That shit was one hundred twenty dollars. I'd been like, what? Well, dog, you're gonna be raggedy all year. Dude, because I, I got a friend this. who pays for a daycare, who has like uh, insurance for the dog. I'm like, I'm too broke for this. I'm gonna go. My cat, our cats are twins. I know. Our cats are like, my cat. Do how things of our kitties? They look like they had to have been a part in the same litter. They cousins. I think so. <laughs> It's, they have like three colors. My name, my cat's name is Sage. Well, it's my boyfriend's cat, so I'm like the stepmother. But now nah, that's your cat. That's too. my cat. She loves me. He's about to marry you. That's your cat. Yeah, we've been. It's been nine years. Yeah, he got to pop the question. Right? I'm sorry. It's taking a really long time. I'm, I can't like when I have a boyfriend. But you know what? Though I was never pressing it because I am a little bit afraid of marriage. Why are you afraid of marriage? I don't know. What makes you afraid of marriage? I am afraid Commitment? of. But you're the, already committed. I am committed, but I am afraid of the the paper and like the real thing you live together i know we moved in together in october so it's been november december barely three months um but what what do you okay so you haven't could we could we dissect it a little bit here uh is it so it's definitely a darlene thing not a him thing yeah okay okay does it does does any part of you miss the Darlene that lived on her own, like I miss my apartment and the proximity to the city because I was living in Washington Heights and it was a lot closer to things. Now I'm in West Bubble. F- oh, Do you okay. curse on this podcast? Yeah, we're good, baby. We're good. I mean, look at me. Look at me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is God yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, but I live really far now. Like I took the Metro North into the city today. Okay, I understand what so, you're saying. But my apartment I, now is much but, nicer, and I do enjoy living with the person that I love. Like, I like to wake up next to him. I like to go to sleep with him. Oh, I it's want that It's really so good bad. for my insomnia. I bond it so bad. I want to cuddle. You want to cuddle? I want to have a partner. I want to have... It's like I have some exciting things, like, planned or, like, that could potentially come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And what's the point when you don't have anyone to share it with? There's a lot of points. You're you. You're living in your own, like journey right now what do you need to share it always with someone else and you have your supporters you're a beautiful woman you'll find someone yeah i'm not nervous about not finding someone i'm nervous about i'm nervous about i haven't been with someone i haven't even dated someone long term really since being a christian i'm nervous about like that there's so much newness with that i don't only have to go into a relationship which is already new are you on any of the apps christian mingle or uh no 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 <laughs> although i'm trying to get a sponsor uh yeah. a christian app a sponsor to sponsor the show but no i'm more nervous about like i said remember that influence thing i know my proclivities to be influenced by the person that i love and stuff uh. so like is finding someone a christian man who edifies me and not only is a God-fearing and practicing, 
but makes me better. Like, do you I've, go to a church? No. Why not? Um, there's one church that I go to maybe once a month. I just haven't found a church that takes that I find a home, a kinship you found in. Your church yet. No, yeah. and I will say I think. Uh, I'm not alone in that. I think a lot of people in the city kind of, they bop around different churches, what mm -hmm. I, I was doing, especially during the pandemic, but I haven't found a church home. Got I also it. don't know if I'm going to be in New York for the long term. And I love New York. Where I do you love it. Go? Uh, the South. I really do like the South yeah. a lot. First of all, you get more bang for your buck in terms it's of the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt. Exactly. Um, sh shout out no to No state taxes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Shan Boudram says like yep. you the, the where you live is the market for you. Like if you're thinking about intentionally, deliberately dating for yeah. partnership, this market isn't really New made York, for me. I the stories that I hear from like my single girlfriends, like the pickings are slim in this city. Like I'm I'm so happy that I found somebody that I love that is a good friend to me as well, on top of just a partner, because Los hombres no sirven aquí. No, it's true. And wait, and the ones that are great are already taken. They're already taken. But not only or that. Or they're gay, or they're Jewish, so they can't marry you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, you're right. And like, I don't know what to do because there's already a limited availability of uh, 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 men, mm -hmm. but also they need to be Christian. They need to, actually, that's about it. Yeah. I've like eliminated all the other ones because the older you get, you're like, I can't be that picky. I saw a clip of you saying, you found like a like a Christian bay on TikTok that you were like, oh my God, he's so hot. Like, what, what was that, girl? Who I, was that? This was weeks ago, but you were like, I love him. I love everything about oh, him. Oh, there was someone on it. There was in an episode that there was a guy, but no, I really like Muslim men. And there's a Muslim TikToker that I'm obsessed with. Oh, yes, that's what you were telling. He was with. Muslim. Oh, he is so fine. I, Laura, please convict me to change. Uh, because lustful thoughts are a problem for me, for sure. Especially coming off the Lexapro, honey. Let me tell you something. My libido went, hello! Stop! Stop! In the name of lust. Don't for you penetrate. You're not penetrating. Oh my God, why did I say that? We're not penetrating. Not penetrating, not gyrating. No one's penetrating anything. Clara, what am I doing here? But that's the thing. Back to marriage. Whoever I am with has to know that like we're not, we're, I'm celibate. So they have to be okay with that too. Which it's really dope because- Are you like completely celibate or are you like work around it? Work around what? For those just listening to the pod, I'm doing <laughs> gestures around the mic. No, no, she was doing gestures. She's a her. I was, I was. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, my good Christian uh, no, people. No, I used to. Actually, my first year of being a Christian, I was finding loopholes. Yeah. Like, I mean, like every kind of uncoming or com not coming. Oh, I'm getting nervous. Uh, <laughs> like, at first, I would, be, I would go on dates and just, like, want to make out. But that wasn't helping because I love to kiss. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not also, I'm not a virgin. Yeah. So, like. Then what are we doing? What are we doing here? If yeah. I do that, then I'm gonna wanna the heavy petty. The heavy petting always goes. Also, let's also not. No, I don't want to. I don't know how much time we have left, Clara. But thank you. Um, that this is worth noting. People's ideas of sex do not start and end at penetration. No, and I think that's really heteronormative. Mm -hmm. I hate to be PC sounding woke, but that's that's true. Yeah, a lot of times people think that sex is the penetration. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the problem. That's why so many men aren't pleasing women. Like, yeah. sex begins with the kissing. So when I was making these fictitious, stupid boundaries for myself, they were really stupid because I was still partaking in sexual acts. For me, sex is not, is not just penetration. Yeah. Sex is all the other stuff. It's the whole sensual moment. Heck yeah. And I love making out. I love a 
I love, I'm right, I wrote, mm, mm. Yeah. I was uh? really into like intense. Really? Very much. Are you my type shit? Oh my God. I've been, I've been in Waterworks. Yeah. I'm talking about shamming. I gotta be like really, really, really shamooed for me to be into that. Cause I've done it a couple times. I ain't gonna front. Pero ahora como que mira ese bajo a boca. Mira, coño. Me cepilla te coño. Oh, I love it. Um, but but like in the throes of the passion, oh, sometimes everything it. is like whatever. I love it. And I'm very intimate like with my, I'm very like, that's, I think I am that way when I'm with a partner. So I don't even know, you know what I used to do one thing, but what, oh, sorry listeners. Oh my God, we may have to put this on the Patreon only. Who knows? <laughs> I, uh, I used to, there was this one guy who I was, I adored. He was a two-time divorcee. Oh, uh, third he wife. Was, he was a Christian. Uh, he didn't want to get married again, but he was so sexy and fun and smart i'm a sucker for intelligence yeah i don't know what it is but if if, if but you're super intelligent yourself so uh i think i'm i'm there's it's some obvious. things it's very clear there's some things that i yeah and there, it's also obvious that i'm not you know mm-hmm. for some things <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um but he was so smart and introduced me to so many things he had i have files brianna files on my phone that i take on people it's very sociopathic so did he so it's great when you oh. meet someone who kind of shares the same neuroses as you i know oh but he was you have so a file on me yet or you um, have to like get to know each other better maybe i do uh i may I, I may go back and put a file in for something oh, yeah. that you said before we even started recording actually oh wow okay. um it's very very not i think my yeah uh uh my therapist definitely has some words about it okay do you Just, watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Oh, okay. I think you would like that show. Oh, yeah. You, that's kind of given like a Dennis. Oh. They went to a therapist and he was like writing notes on her. But anyway. That's sorry, what I do. Oh, I date them. I date them. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, well, I... Um, oh, with him. He had files too. He had files too. It was great. It was like, oh my God. So when someone knows you're crazy, or not that they know you are crazy, Y-O-U-R, your, your neuroses, and it doesn't turn them off. If anything, they find kinship in it. That's really sexy. Yeah. And I and I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere with him. Actually, when I date and I know I'm not going to be going any further with someone or I know someone's not going to be my husband, yeah. what I used to do, I don't do anymore, but my first year of dating as a newly Christian woman is I would make out with them like crazy and like just like devour them in every other way but penetrative, Sex. which mm-hmm. I now know is dumb, you know? That man was so hot, and he was he was very good with my boundaries too. Like my boundary was none of the genitals. Like God, that it. was the boundary, and he was really down with that. I think that's the that's really dope about dating older guys is like they're kind of, they've seen it all, they've done it all. It's yeah, like not really. They don't even really care. It, they like being around beautiful women and like touching them and it's being a with gift them. exactly. So <laughs> he, I want. I was like still. I, I knew I had to get out because if I was in his presence for another ten minutes, it would have been a different story. That's it. Panties so off. I left. And I go to my apartment and I am still hot because I'm like replaying. I'm still, I smell, I can still smell him. I could, he had a beard and I could feel the, the like abrasion from his beard no, on my lips. No, I can, oh my and God, because you were making out for so long. Yes, it was like a little rug yes, burn right here. Yes, it was like, hot yeah. though. And, and I remember, I will say the Lord knows us. He knows our hearts and he's, he's preparing something. He knows. Yeah. We don't know the results yet. That's intentional, but he does. Isn't that so freeing? Absolutely. As soon as I kind of like really got that, because I think I was such a control freak at, at one point that I just started praying more and meditating more that I'm like, you know what, whatever's going to happen is going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. So I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to drive myself crazy with anxiety, thinking of all these different scenarios. I'm just going to 
let go and let God. Yeah. That's cliche. Yes, yes, yes. Let God take that. He wants us for. He wants that for us. Yeah. He literally says, "Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. You. I got that. I, I'll take that for you. Yeah. It's like you're you're carrying a big backpack of stuff. I love. And he just takes one back. Let me help you out with that. I got you. Let me take it. Like you know, it's yeah. so freeing and liberating to know that there's this sovereign power that loves That's you got your back and yeah. loves you unconditionally hand it over to me give it to me give it all you had said that you had your come to god moment on the first time you did acid yeah so tell me more about that oh wow because i had a similar situation so i want to tell you soon oh please yes <laughs> um i well I, I won't sound i definitely want to get to yours because my listeners definitely have heard it before but for your audience who's here and they don't know about me i uh was experiencing some severe uh, like existential uh, dread, dread, a little bit of um, ruminating on my own expiration. I'm trying to find new ways of not saying it. Trigger warning, suicide. <laughs> Ten <Wow. C's>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, and it was really, really, uh, and listen, I had already started meditating. I had already started reading the book because I was an atheist that had, you know, I was interested in theology regardless. Clara is an atheist who's interested in theology. There mm -hmm. are a lot of us that are out there, of us that are out there. And um, my close friend at the time was, knew this about me. She had known about some things and, she said that she had some acid and I again I do not recommend you you present psychedelic drugs to people that are you know experiencing that those lows yeah, it could be really harmful it could happen yeah unfortunately that's not my testimony my testimony is I wouldn't fortunately fortunately right yeah. so um it was scary it was scary my tr we took a, a mega dose of acid wow. and I it, it was at first it was beautiful and I I'd always seen colors and experience like when I hear sounds I taste stuff oh it's so like, you have what is that called Syn I don't know. synesthesia they say synesthesia yeah I just found out this found this out at a Lord concert in 2018 mm. where I was with someone and I was like oh my god these colors are just like what i'm seeing it's like and then my girl laura was like what the fuck are you talking about there are no colors happening it was wow. i forgot that i didn't know i thought we Not all did everybody it. can see them or that colors are numbers are colors like four is green that's that's the thing it's called like synesthesia or synesthesia one of the you two. know uh yeah. claire remember when you had the teal sweatshirt on put a clip of this here la clara nyc <laughs> my baby girl in the color mint yes i love your mint sweater clara <laughs> i think that's my favorite color Clara, that color makes me happy. You know, there are some colors that just make you taste good stuff, mm -hmm. or, or make you feel good stuff. Yep. So t when I when I see the color teal, it makes me taste like cotton candy, not sweet, but more like minty. But, no, not mint. It's like um, an old woman candy, but like it's a weird. I can't. Let me let me pause on the flavor. But on that episode. Because I was like, is it, it chalky? I was saying no, cotton candy. Oh. So like, it's like it makes me salivate and makes me taste this not too sweet sensation of honey or something. Honey, okay. miel. But on that episode when I said it makes me taste, it makes me feel. I said something that no one else can catch, but I know because if I said taste, uh, I have to adapt. I get it. You have to. Mm -hmm. If I hear the, the you have to translate for yourself, right? Got but it. also, if I hear crunching snow, crunching old snow, I taste earwax. Oh, so yeah. are you very into ASMR? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I just yeah, started. Yeah. It gets me to go to sleep. Yeah. My favorite triggers are uh, indistinguishable like sounds, like 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 things that you can't really hear. I like to see the things. I like to see the cutting of the soap. Oh, yeah. I like to pop like, things that are being popped. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm very much into that. Um, oh, where was I going with this? Oh, hi, Tangie. 
I don't remember where we were going. You were saying... Oh, the acid. Yes. I remember during the trip, I all of those things that I already felt as a kid, which I thought we all did. I thought we all saw tasted Colors. stuff, but they were Im amplified. And I remember just crying out of nothing and automatically I saw pastels and there were these flavors popping in my mouth like pop rocks. And I, like, I felt like wow. I was in God's museum. It was like something was guiding me through uh, some of my most intimate memories. It was really strange, but it, I later found out that it was like um, death was approaching. So, and I knew this and I was, aware, I was hallucinating obviously, but I was aware of this. What do you mean death was, were you overdosing? Like, what, no, what no, mama, mama, no, 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 no. So uh, with psychedelic drugs, the hallucinations that you uh, Oh, it's have, like releasing the DMT. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. it wasn't DMT, it was uh, acid, uh, whatever the psychedelic component of acid is put here. But um, no, it, it, when you're hallucinating, it's like Russian roulette for everyone. Yeah. Whatever your experience is gonna be, you never really know. I don't say bad trip, I say challenging trip. Okay. Because people typically say bad trip, meaning they feel like they're gonna die. It's because you're hallucinating and it feels like like you're about to die, but I've done so many psychedelics in the past and I've, I've researched psychedelic medicine, especially native use for psychedelics and yeah. stuff. And in terms of re their religion, a lot of people use psychedelic uh, medicines yeah, like as a Ayahuasca, form of their frogs. religion. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's intentional because, because when humans are faced with their own mortality, a lot can change. Or when that's why I want a lot of people, a close relatives dies, their whole life scope changes a bit. They start realizing that uh, their own mortality. Being aware yeah. of your own mortality will do a number on you spiritually. Even the, li the it, you could take the most atheistic, naturalist, like Stephen Hawking of a person. Yeah. We don't know what 10 seconds before his death he was feeling or thinking. We'll never know, you know? No. So when I was uh, on that acid trip, I, I'm telling you, it was as clear. It, I, there's no way I can say this other than Jesus Christ was in front of me and said, what is this I hear about you not wanting to be here? And I'm, automatically I felt Why exposed. Why that makes me want to cry? Oh, like, I, every time, I've told it so many times, but I felt, and, and actually a lot about that experience I doubted and I experienced doubt and I experienced fear. And I, but the one thing that I never doubted was that that presence was Jesus Christ. That was real. That was Jesus Christ. Wow. And he said to Mira, me, pelitos, listen, be, and that's what, and that's what a connection does. You know, that's why when, oh, and you have, you're a superpower. Your superpower is laughter. You make people in a room laugh. That's a Thanks. connection. That's when you, you're that, you're uh, escalofrios, you're chilled, whatever you're experiencing mm -hmm. is God. It's a, it's the ultimate connector or according to Jung, uh, Carl Jung, it's our collective consciousness yeah. that should bring chills down your spine. I definitely believe in the collective consciousness. So I felt the Lord tell me, Hey man, that body, this is your gift. And I remember that he ended it, one of the last things, cause I remember I wrote it down while I was tripping. It was use your voice. I thought he meant, cause I'm a vocalist, I'm a retired vocalist and I'm not doing anything with music ever. I'm never gonna do that. Okay. So, so no one ask. Um, but I remember him saying, you use your voice. And I was like, huh? And I remember after the trip, as I was coming down, I was like, he said, I gotta go sing. I'm not gonna hear that. <laughs> What's that every voice. I ended up outlining <laughs> Super Trip Talk, my podcast, so I could use my voice to amplify his. And voice. look at where you are now. And I that was before Bible stories. Wow. Talk about talk about the all knowing power. Wow, that's beautiful. So I uh, can only imagine <laughs> seeing God, like Jesus. 
Oh, oh, but I, but it was more of a like, you know how when you're in worship and you automatically go like this, it was more like that. I didn't feel like I could look up. You could just feel the presence. Yes, I wasn't. I didn't want to. No. When you worship something and you, you would have came out with a little gray hair. And shit. Oh my God, like honey, Moses. Listen. Yes, it. When Moses said, "I'm not an eloquent speaker." I, I was at the burning bush. I felt that way in front of the Lord. I felt, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy of this. So I just remember crying and crying and crying. Really? And, and wait, at the peak, I felt sensations comparable to an orgasm. Now I say that and it was nothing sexual about it. The only, I'm trying to talk to people who've never done a psychedelic before. Mm -hmm. It was a feeling of euphoria. Of, you just feel a lot more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember my, my, my girl uh, who was with me at the time, she remembers seeing it because she actually tripped her peak was later uh, uh, she has a she has a stoner stoner and i don't I, my tolerance was different yeah uh, so i was my peak happened like 20 minutes before hers uh throughout she just remembered so much she she had to take another tab she probably watches this stuff hey girl how's how's the how's your boyfriend i don't know she said that she remembers me being like <gasps> and i remember i think that was when i was experiencing the climax of like this like you euphoric feeling it was palpable i felt that wow you could feel it wow it was something when you're in the presence of of something so magnificent your body reacts in a way that especially because in my brain hallucinating my reality was i was about to die yeah. so uh anywho that's how i uh um, uh that's that was my call is Got what they you. call what they that's the um, your first encounter with god is that's what they call beautiful it. what was your first encounter with god like I don't know. I think that when I was younger, my relationship with God and Jesus was so tight. Like, I don't know if that was just the magic of being a child, but I felt like I could almost hear his voice in mm. my head. You know what I mean? And I was always praying. And like I said earlier, I, I pray in a specific way because I pray the way like I was taught in Kingdom Hall. But like... um when I did shrooms for the first time, and I wouldn't say this is my first call to God. I just can't remember. You were it raised in a church, though. Exactly. I was so not. I just was around, you know? But as an adult, like maybe two years ago, um, I went to Joshua Tree. I was in the desert and I did some shrooms. And there was just a lot going on in the world. Like it was like a weird full moon and it was beautiful because when you're out in the desert, you see like just the moon, like the moonlight glazing over the oh, mountains yeah. and it's just gorgeous. And I was on my period <laughs> and I took, oh. yeah. So I was on my period and then I took a whole bunch of mushrooms. Like I was just eating them out the bag. Macro dosed, macro okay. Macro 100%. Like nobody else wanted to do it with me. So I was like, I am. But there was one other girl. She was like a friend of a friend. Okay. So we went to the, I went to the hot tub. I put on a tampon. I don't care if I have my period. I put on a tampon. I get in the hot tub. And at this point I'm like, in the hot tub, I'm lowering myself where I'm like kind of floating. It was a big tub. I'm looking at the stars. I see the stars. I see the moon over the mountains. And I feel so feminine just because of mm. whatever's happening in my body. And then looking over at the moon, I mean, at the mountains, they kind of looked like breasts. <laughs> I don't know. It was mm. very like a feminine energy, but beautiful. And I remember when I looked up into the uh, the sky and I was just looking at the stars it felt like each and every star that I saw was someone or something that was cheering for me and telling me everything good like it was telling like every little star and it was happening all mm. at once and not at the same time and they were just like you're good enough like why are you so hard on yourself and telling me these things where the tears were just kind of falling down my face and I remember because I was like half 
in the uh, tub. So like my ears were under Water. the tub and I could hear like the jets of the uh. thing. And I felt like I was in this kind of like primordial soup of the earth type oh, shit. Yeah. But it just was a moment where like, all, like I don't know if I even want to say ancestors. I don't know, but I felt like it was my family in the sky telling me that they love me and that they want me to do better and that everything that I'm doing is right and that I need to be uh, have faith in what I'm doing. And I don't know, it was just, I, I, it brought me to tears. It was like, it wasn't even like just a regular like little tear that fell. I started hyperventilating and bawling. And the girl that did the shrooms with me, she was like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, so it was so a beautiful, beautiful moment. Oh, I love it. This is so much fun. This was great. I don't even know what to do. Oh, wait. Well, I, I want to end it on a song, though. Okay, Can okay, we end okay. it on a song? Okay, okay. Okay, because you, we, we do, I can't, my, my, my neurosis is not going to let that slide. Because okay. we said we were going to do another song and we never did it. Let's do it. I'm going to wake up later on tomorrow morning being like, <gasps> in a cold sweat. <laughs> we said we were going to do the song and we never did the song. Clara, we got to phone. Cut her, come back. Tell her to come back. Let her wear everything that she's supposed to wear. Except my wig's going to be half off. <laughs> Finish the lyric. Okay. And in this episode of Brianda's Bible Stories Finish the Lyric, we have Miss D. Nasty. Applauso! Okay. <clears throat> you, you love it how I move you. You love it how I touch you, my one. When all is said and done, you, you love it when I move. When all is said and done. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me. Okay, I'm gonna go into the into the. I got it. I got. I got I'm gonna do one that you have to know. This is gonna be a '90s classic. Okay. Okay. Uh, I got one. Okay. If you don't know this one, I'm sorry. You don't deserve the hat. All right. I don't get the hat. You don't get the hat. I don't get the hat. All right. <laughs> okay. Ya vamos por tres, honey. All right. But we did the one, and I think I got it right. The people earlier. listening are like, "What the heck?" I got Celine Dion earlier. Well, girl, we're not. Everybody that the episode. Episode. We're not putting that one in the episode, honey. Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, 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 got it. This one is a classic, and okay. I know you're gonna know it. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <clears throat> he was no more than a baby then. Well, he seemed broken-hearted. Something within him. But the moment that I first laid eyes on him all alone. Oh. Um. On the, on the riverbed. <laughs> no, 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 wait, I know this song, I know this song, I know this song. Just beyond the, the riverbed. Oh, we should have done that one. That's a good one. No, but what song is that? This is, is that's not Blondie. <laughs> Uh, Stevie Nicks. It's Stevie. Okay, yeah. It's like the white window. Like the stones inside the city. Who, baby, who, baby, who? Oh, I love that song. Yay. Okay, yeah, oh, you I got love one. you. That was We're good. <laughs> you got you. You get the hat. Give you me the hat. hat. Dominicano soy. Dominicano soy. Con mi chalequito. Ring, ting, 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 ting. De mi casa no me voy a olvidar. Me, 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 me. Thank you so much, honey. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys for, well, you know, you. everyone who knows me knows that I never know how to end these episodes. This was so much fun. Yes. Mm -hmm.